You're listening to a podcast from 702 and Cape Talk. You can't fix all your problems, Audrey, if you have a quick, quick question about technology. Remember, you can call in and ask it of Aki. 11 Welcome back. Hey, welcome back. Nice to see you. Yeah. No, um, you're the one who traveled, not me. Uh, no, no, no. It's <laughs> nice to be back. How are you, Sigis? I'm good. I'm good, man. I was so curious to know what was going on in the floor in Barcelona. And then technology didn't work out. How was your trip and what, no, what went down? It was the most, most dumbest thing that I've ever done in my life, right? So the producers called me up. The, ch- the signal was fine. And while I was talking to you, I moved the phone from my left hand to my right hand. But my thumb accident, accidentally pressed the mute button on the phone. Oh, no. Which you thought you lost me. And all I heard was, after I hit the mute button, we'll catch up with Aki next week. Yeah. So it wasn't anything to do with technology, but the idiot Aki and his thumb touching the wrong button. Yeah, you see, in That's the future, we're going to have tech journalists who are AI. Yes. And they will be more efficient. Well, I was at the invitation of Ericsson. Um, I went to Mobile World Congress and they had this massive stand, which is probably about the size of a rugby field. They're the current leaders when it comes to 5G and, you know, driving the 5G change around the world. Now, 5G uh, is something that anybody that's listening to us in whatever industry that you're in, in whatever you do in your life, you need to understand it. You need to understand the implications that it will have because they are going to be quite profound. Everything that you can imagine about connectivity on your mobile device and the speed of at which data moves is about to change and about to change everything else around us. And why I say this is that the technology has now become instantaneous. Well, almost instantaneous. It is a thousand times faster than your current connection that you have on your phone right now, Eusebius. So everything becomes instant. And on this stand, Ericsson had various uh, things to demonstrate the power of 5G. One of them that I got onto is they had a steering wheel and a screen, and the screen I could see a road in front of me. And I was in Barcelona, and this screen and the steering wheel was linked to a truck in Sweden. Oh, wow. I drove a truck in Sweden from Barcelona. Oh, wow. So you can imagine the implications here. Let's say a pedestrian runs across the road. The delay time currently is about a second or so. You don't have a second when you're driving at 100 kilometers an hour. Mm. Now with 5G, it now becomes instantaneous. Jeez. Um, and the same with the, the, the amount of data that is that, that can be used simultaneously. You'll now be able to create, the, n- never mind Skype, but imagine Skype on steroids. And I could see Eusebius right in front of me with um, mm. really sophisticated uh, data that really brings the image of you right in front of me. So everything becomes That's a lot real and everything becomes a lot more instant. Mm. And if you can imagine the implications that this will have on autonomous driving, as I just mentioned, but think about manufacturing, for example. Think about, um, they had an example. Even of, things like eventing and conferencing, traveling. Oh, everything. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah. They had an example of a, an ambulance. So they had an ambulance and they had a passenger, uh, 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 somebody who was gravely sick at the at the back of this uh, ambulance and they were doing real life ultrasound scan of somebody in an ambulance there was a hospital with a doctor about 200 kilometers away that was reading this ultrasound in real time and telling people uh, in the ambulance the nurse or the paramedic what the to diagnosis. do and that's uh, the diagnosis wow. but this is happening you ca- you can't do this at the moment so this is what's how it's going to change never mind broadcasting and television they had another situation where they had a, a formula one track and they had cameras all over the place 
And on your phone, you could select which camera you wanted to, and in, in high definition and in 360-degree views, you could get whatever angle you want, follow whichever racing car you want. So it changed the dynamics mm. of how we consume sport, for mm. example, um, and giving you accurate stats about how fast the cars are going, how fast they were going around corners. So imagine doing that with sports people playing rugby or soccer and getting those real analytics in real time. That's the power of 5G, and it's not going to be here in 10 years' time. It's already being rolled out right now. Yeah. That and, is amazing. That, yeah. is, that is absolutely incredible. Yeah. Okay, let's move on. There's a device here. You know that I love Samsung. I've got a S9 Plus. Yes. Now we've moved on to S10 already. You've always got a plus size, eh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I owe you one. Yes, Nicely done. Touché. Nicely done. Well, listen, uh, Samsung launched just before Mobile World Congress, and there were so many different phones that were launched, also foldable phones that come out. Uh, both Samsung and Huawei launched these foldable phones. But... This is the, uh, and interesting that the Galaxy S range is now 10 years old. They've launched the S10. There are three variants of it, the S10e, the S10, and the S10 Plus. The one that you're currently holding in your hands is the S10 Plus, and you, in your other hand, you've got the S10, the S9 Plus. So you've got the two latest devices on either hand, um, and I'd be very curious to know how you feel about them and, and how you like the new S10 Plus that you're holding Look, in your, I didn't in your have, right hand. I didn't have a problem with the 9 Plus screen, but this screen does feel does seem a little bit better. It's, it's a smaller phone. Yeah. It's also not as chunky, uh, yes. which is nice. Um, so it's lighter. What are the functional differences? Well, actually, the phone is slightly bigger. You'll notice that the, the screen size is pushed right up against the edge of the bezel. That's so right, it makes yeah? the screen yeah. look a, little, a lot bigger. Yeah. It's got a dynamic AMOLED display. And quite frankly, I don't think there's any uh, argument over here that Samsung make the best screens in the world. There really are. This, this screen is just amazing. So the display is amazing. The camera now has three lenses. It takes... It takes photographs, and it also has an ultra-wide lens that can take photographs of 123 degrees. So everything else has been enhanced, the processor, etc. Another cool feature that it's got is they've moved the fingerprint button uh, away. So the fingerprint is kind of on the actual screen. So you press your thumb on the uh, on the front part of the screen to unlock your phone. It's got facial recognition as well. But it's also got another cool feature called wireless power share. So at the back of the phone, you turn this on. And you put your phone against the back of mine, and I can charge your phone. I can charge your smartwatch, for example. I can charge any wireless device uh, through that. So I'm sharing my juice with you. They're available in <laughs> South Africa from the 9th of March, which is coming up in the next few days. Not out yet. And they've got some great deals. If you buy now, then you get a whole lot of different accessories. How much will they retail? Uh, more or less the same price as as your current one. I think some of them are a little bit better priced. But, you know, it's the round so, of okay, So the bottom line shop question around. is, like, do you do – you upgrade is it the, who should upgrade? how much fomo how much fomo do you have i always have fomo yeah well listen i i would seriously upgrade i think it's it's a it's quite a jump from the s9 uh the the features are amazing i think it's the most polished phone that samsung has ever produced i really love the device it's it's you know the edges that are around it it fits uh, better on in my hands i just I, I just love the phone the camera is exceptional as well and it's also packed with a whole lot of other features. They've also added some additional stuff on it. For example, the, the I mean, when I say additional stuff, the, the wireless charging, they've also got wireless pods as well, ear pods that they've introduced as well. But it's just a polished device, and I think it's, you know, one of the best phones in the world right now. Mm. I'm really impressed with it. Mm, fabulous. 
Shall we talk about fake photographs? Yeah, you know, uh, often I get people, and we often get some SMSs on the show, people saying, you know, they, they, they were, you will get a, a WhatsApp, for example, saying, Q, you see this, did you see this? And, you know, people start spreading these things like wildfire, which has led to violence in countries like India, for example, where it's been a big problem. And, in fact, WhatsApp have, have actually banned uh, forwarding messages, um, you know, multiple messages, just because of how quickly fake news can spread and the violence that it brings. So, please, folks, before you start sending stuff and posting stuff on social media, just check the authenticity, and there's lots of easy ways to go about it. I mean, both Google and there's a product called TinEye. It's not a product. It's a search engine called TinEye that you can actually upload a photograph and it does reverse engineering on a database so you can see if that photograph is real or not. They say the most um, uh, the most fake photographs are that of sharks. When you see a massive shark in the sea and a small body swimming, 90, 95% of the time those uh, photographs have been changed and adapted. But, mm. you know, we've got sophisticated technology that you, 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 I can take a video of you, right? Sounds and like a threat. No, no, I, not really. I can take a video of you and have Eusebius' voice that I've recorded on the radio, take yeah. selective words, teach the algorithm, and change what Eusebius is showing on the video. Yeah. It's something else. We've talked about this yeah, on the show have, before. Yeah. And, you know, so those are the dangers of the modern world of technology. So please do do check the different sites. I mean, there, there's there's different ways of checking videos, as we mentioned, the, the photographs, what you can do. But don't believe and don't retweet and don't forward stuff that you're not sure of um, because it's very, very dangerous. Okay, it's almost lunchtime. It would be remiss of us not to talk about taste and recipes. So, you know, we often talk well, about AI. Can we AI. find a way to tie it to technology? We can. We can. We often talk about AI and we talk about, um, you know, big data and algorithms and that sort of thing. IBM is partnered with one of the big food companies in the United States. And they are using all of this technology that we've spoken about to create new recipes and new um, tastes. Uh, new tastes. Wow. Um, and they've identified the, 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 the tastes in your mouth. But what they've done is they've taken all the historical data, formulas, the raw materials that are being used, uh, the experimental results that they tried before, the consumer test results. They're also plugging into um, social media and also to supermarket sales. So, you know, so the, the first thing that some people do is when they taste something, and it tastes disgusting, they will, you know, voice it, they voice their opinion. They will say, oh, this new flavor of this tastes rubbish. Um, and what they're doing now is they're taking all of that information and they're now starting to understand better what people like, which raw materials work better. And the AI is also saying, well, why don't you try adding that spice or that ingredient to that? And perhaps you can create a new recipe. Um, instead of making chicken, crumbed chicken, for example, add a little bit of paprika that people like when they taste their chips. So they're linking information from other sources to try and build the ultimate taste sensation that people will love. And it makes complete sense when you're using the power of technology, big data to better understand what consumers want and what the trends are happening out there with regards to taste. Yummy, a bit like Greek cuisine. <laughs> we haven't been, oh, we have been to a Greek restaurant. We have, yeah, we, we can go back yes. again, show them some love. Yes. Okay, thanks so much. We'll do it again next week.